Work to restore courthouse railings has finally begun. Article by Suzanne Pender. Work has finally begun this week on the conservation of the railings at Carlow Courthouse, but the long-awaited project has been described as a marathon rather than a sprint. For years, the appalling condition of the historic railings has dominated debate at local council meetings. So the fact that restoration work has begun by the OPW has been warmly welcomed this week. However, it's expected to be a long and exhaustive process, with 60 sections identified on the railings, each requiring specialised and detailed restoration work. The project is being carried out by a specialist company in the area of restoration and conservation work based in Northern Ireland. Funding has been allocated for the restoration of 10 sections of the railings on the old Dublin Road side of the courthouse building. It is understood that an examination of this section will then determine the scale of the project and the expected overall cost to restore the entire railings. Look, it's a really good news story that work has begun on the project and we're at the starting line, but it's going to be a marathon rather than a sprint, stated Councillor Fergal Brown. There are 60 sections and there is a commitment there for funding of the first section, but the reality is it's going to take years for the railings to be finished. Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor also welcomed the commencement of work on the courthouse railings, adding that the work was one of a number of historical projects in the county that she was pushing for additional funding. I have invited Minister of State at the Department of Public Expenditure and Reform, Patrick O'Donovan, to come to Carlow to see the work on the courthouse railings and also to view Carlow Castle and the work done on the Browns Hill Dolman, said Deputy Murnane O'Connor. I expect him down in the next couple of weeks to stress how important it is to secure funding for these projects, she added. Have your say on improving the water quality in our local rivers. Article by Suzanne Pender. People in Carlow are being asked for their views on what can be done to improve water quality in local rivers, after recent reports show the effects of climate change are becoming more noticeable. A public consultation on the draft River Basin Management Plan is currently underway, and this is your chance to have a say. Agencies responsible for protecting Ireland's rivers have found that agriculture, forestry and urban wastewater treatment are the leading causes of pollution in our rivers, lakes, estuaries and coastal waters. There's a big effort involving lots of organisations trying to pinpoint what is happening in our rivers. We need local people to help us get a better understanding, said Anne Phelan of the Local Authority Waters Programme, known as LAWPRO. We live in unprecedented times. The effects of climate change and loss of biodiversity are clear, and this will have knock-on effects for our health and well-being. This is especially true with water quality in our rivers, she added. LawPro works with the 31 local authorities in Ireland assessing the condition and health of our rivers. While some rivers have improved, unfortunately half of the rivers and lakes in Ireland are failing to meet good water quality standards. We need urgent action to stop the decline, reverse the damage and protect these vital natural resources, said Anne. The Carlow public is being asked to register to attend one of two meetings in Carlow. Consultation meetings take place on the 15th and 17th of February via Zoom. These meetings will provide vital information on the Draft River Basin Management Plan for Ireland 2022-2027 
a question and answer session and a discussion on local issues. Please note the meeting on the 15th of February will also cover the Greg Cullen Port Arlington Municipal District area. This is your chance to have your say and put forward your views on what needs to be done to help the rivers of County Carlow, said Anne. Register for your local meeting at www.lawaters.ie or via Facebook at Law Pro Team. You can contact Law Pro's head office on 052 616 6230. For information on the Draft River Basin Management Plan 2022-2027, visit the virtual consultation room at lawaters.ie. Author and lecturer to launch his second novel. Article by Elizabeth Lee. An author and lecturer in English literature at Carlow College is about to launch his second novel. Dr. Owen Smith will be talking and reading from his new novel, A Provincial Death, at the Visual Arts Centre Carlow on Wednesday the 9th of February at 6pm. Publishers Daedalus describe Owen's new novel as lyrical and blackly comic. A Provincial Death is a startlingly original meditation on solitude and perseverance, the consolations of art and philosophy and the capacity of human beings to endure catastrophe. Owen is a graduate of UCD, where he completed a BA in English and Philosophy in 2002 and the MA in Anglo-Irish Writing and Drama in 2003. He obtained a PhD in English from Maynooth University in 2009. In 2011, he joined Carlow College as a lecturer in English, where he taught modules in Gothic fiction, literary criticism, modern and contemporary Irish writing and creative writing. Owen is currently the Academic and Research Development Project Manager. A Provincial Death is his second novel, having published The Failing Heart in 2018. The launch of A Provincial Death takes place in visual on the 9th of February at 6pm. To book tickets, log on to www.visualcarlo.ticketsolve.com forward slash shows. Carlo's Heritage Officer Has Big Plans, article by Michael Tracy. It's an exciting time to be working in the heritage sector, according to the county's first designated heritage officer, Owen Sullivan, as he gets to grip with his new brief. Carlo County Council appointed Owen as Carlo Heritage Officer in September 2021. The rich built natural and cultural heritage of County Carlow has long been recognised and shared by the people of the county. And on this basis, Owen intends to raise awareness, further record and help local communities to interact with and enhance the varied heritage that gives the people of Carlow their unique sense of place. Owen said it's a very exciting time to be working in the sector, as there had been a significant increase in government fundings for heritage projects in recent years. Individuals and community groups can make applications for funding through various schemes, such as the Built Heritage Investment Scheme or the Community Monuments Fund. Prior to joining the local authority, Owen had worked in the education, training and provision of development-related services. He hopes that his experience with community projects in Midland Counties will assist him in working with various groups around the county. Owen also has a great appreciation for the hidden heritage that surrounds us. 
I often smile when I occasionally hear use of the expression I may as well be looking into a hedge to explain something unclear. I picture someone looking into a hedge as inspirational, looking for the unrecorded species, fruits and invertebrates that live in the hedge, not to mention the birdsong. In many cases, such hedges enclose the fields of the farms for many vernacular buildings in County Carlow, which is the focus of A Living Tradition, a recently published strategy to enhance the understanding, minding and handing on of our built vernacular heritage, said Owen. His first major task is the production of a County Heritage and Biodiversity Plan, which will help in the identification, promotion and management of Carlow's heritage. In this regard, Owen will be guided by a new heritage forum that reflects the community's opinions and considerations of their heritage. The process of producing the County Heritage and Biodiversity Plan will begin this year and the public will be asked to respond to a public consultation process. As part of this initiative, the new Carlow Heritage Forum will consist of elected representatives, council employees and key organisations with a direct involvement in the heritage in Carlow. The Heritage Council part funds the role of Heritage Officer and makes funds available to assist him in implementing aspects of the County Heritage Plan. Based in Carlow Library on Tullow Street, the Heritage Officer's role is meaningfully varied with community and collaboration keystones of the role. Speaking in his first few months, Owen said, I count myself very lucky to be given the opportunity to meet some of the communities around Carlow and see the rich heritage that we have in the county, fully aware that I'm only scratching the surface. Owen will also contact communities ahead of Heritage Week, which runs from the 13th to the 22nd of August this year. Tullow Vigil Remembers Ashling, Article by Suzanne Pender the people of Tullow joined in solidarity with the entire country last week to remember Ashling Murphy and all women affected by violence. The poignant Tullow vigil was held in Brother Leo Park, a joint initiative by the Developed Tullow Association, or DTA, and St. Patrick's GAA Club. It was a community effort and something for the whole community, reflected Dennis Ryan of DTA. We only organised it on the Sunday and it was held on the Monday, but once we'd put it out on social media, the response was very quick. People wanted to show their sympathies and join with what was happening across the country, he added. A beautiful photograph of Ashling playing her fiddle was placed on a table and surrounded by candles. A focal point for people to remember the young school teacher and send their sympathies from Tullow to Tullamore. A number of local musicians led by Brian Murphy played a selection of traditional Irish tunes reflecting Ashling's great love of music, while several speakers spoke of how Ashling's tragic death had united the entire country in shock, horror and grief. Among the speakers were Marie Cohen, principal of Skullvira Lourdes, Tullow, Niall Byrne of Gateway Church, Tullow, and Father Brian Maguire, PP Tullow. Reverend Brian O'Rourke, was unfortunately unable to attend. The large crowd in attendance was then invited to complete a circle of the walking track by candlelight, which was followed by a minute's silence in memory of Ashling. It was very dignified and a very safe event. Everyone adhered to the guidelines. I think we were all pleased that we held it and people really wanted to be there. We had about 400 people here, added Dennis. <laughs> 